Welcome to the Fit First Glory podcast, where we hope to encourage you in all walks of life to use your health, fitness, and wellness for the glory of God and the good of others. We pray that wherever you are in your journey, our conversation will give you spiritual insight and practical tools to make fitness more about Him and less about you. If this podcast encourages you, we'd love for you to subscribe and share with a friend. All right, guys. So we are back today with a topic that we're both really excited to talk about. And it's something that is so prevalent in the fitness world, and it's all about goals. So what we're going to talk about today is are goals a good thing? And if so, what does that look like inside the framework of our faith? Spoiler alert, we do think that goals are a good thing because when you think about fitness, you almost can't dissociate fitness with goals, right? Because for a lot of us, what gets us into a health and fitness routine is a certain goal that we have. But what we're going to talk about today a little bit is how can goals become a bad thing or how can we take them to a place where they shouldn't be? But then also how are goals a good thing and how can they be something that God uses in our lives to make us more like him? Yeah. And, you know, we both think that goals are great, but we also know that there can definitely be things about them that are not so great. You know, they can become idols in our lives and they can become something that we're so focused on. It takes away the joy or the sanctification that God is walking us through with those goals. You know, I think about weight loss goals. Weight loss goals are not bad, but when they become our focus, when they become something that is like an idol in our life and we're chasing after that number on the scale over what God's teaching us through the process, the good things that are happening, that's when they can become dangerous. Yeah. You know, I think about with my story, weight loss was always my goal and it was the Mm -hmm. end all be all. So it was like anything that I did to lose weight, I viewed as a good thing because if it resulted in weight loss, then it had to be a good thing. But really a lot of those activities weren't actually healthy for my body and definitely weren't healthy for my mind. And I think that's so many of our stories because what the weight loss industry is screaming at us is that weight loss is the ultimate goal. It's what will make you happy, fulfilled, et cetera. If you can fit into that size jeans that you wore in college or whatever. And so I think that sometimes once we surrender our fitness to the Lord, we just run from goals because we don't want that anymore, right? We don't want to just strive after the scale for the rest of our lives, but we think that goals are a good thing because they can push us towards good things, but we do have to get over this mindset that weight loss is the ultimate goal. Because I think about for both of us as moms, if weight loss was the main goal, well, then why would we ever work out when we're pregnant? (laughs) Because you're just (laughs) so true working out, you're eating healthy, you're doing the things you're eating healthy for the most part, you're enjoying treats because that's how it goes. But why would you ever do it when the scale's just going to go up? And so we have to, before we talk about goals, we have to free ourselves up from the notion that weight loss is the end all be all goal. Yeah. I mean, Courtney, I can really relate with that (laughs) because, you know, I've now gone through three postpartum journeys and I'm a year, almost a year postpartum from having Josie. And I will say that that postpartum season and, and honestly, even just being pregnant and working out has been one of the coolest times in my fitness journey and my walk with Jesus, because it has made me just so reliant on him 
and so focused on the why I'm showing up and not so focused on those weight loss goals. Like I, weight loss goals were a goal of mine. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and say they weren't and they aren't because they are. I gained, you know, quite a bit of weight on it with every pregnancy. So that was something that I, it was a goal of mine postpartum. But for me, the process is very slow. Like I'm like the snail, you know, like it's just, it's a super slow process for me. And so in that, the Lord has really like sanctified me and worked in me in ways that I just don't think that he could have done if it was just always easy. And I was always seeing those quick results. You know what I'm saying? Like that process of having to really be focused on, hey, I'm showing up because I want to steward my body, because I want to have energy to chase after my kids and take care of myself and, you know, steward this body that the Lord has given me. It made me way less focused on the results and then way more focused on the why and the process. That is really what we're going to go into this next section and talk about why goals are a good thing. And so if you're listening to this, the first thing that we want you to hear is that goals are a good thing, but we do have to put certain parameters on them that we're going to talk about in the next couple of minutes. But hear this, that weight loss is not the ultimate goal. So if that's something, if you've been striving for it your whole life and you feel frustrated or like you're in this cycle of weight loss, weight gain, all of that, that is not the end all be all goal. And at the end of the day, God can use you and will use you to glorify him regardless of what the scale says. And so don't be afraid of goals, but if that's your story, it's understandable why goals can be a little bit scary to you because they have disappointed you so much in the past. But hopefully today we're going to talk about how goals can be a good thing and you can find some freedom and start to walk in that going forward. So Caroline, why don't you talk a little bit about how goals can be a good thing that God has given us in order to suit our bodies well. Absolutely. You know, I think it's really important just to start off by saying that everyone's brains work differently. (laughs) Um, I think we all know that, but I think it's really easy to forget. We're all wired differently. And so certain people, like goals for them are going to help them pursue a more disciplined life. And they need those measurable goals that help them show up. You know, I think about a good example is like, the goal of wanting to be in the word every day. Like that is a very, like, that's something that is a goal of mine. And that goal makes me say, okay, you know, that is a goal of mine this month. I want to, you know, for another goal I have is I want to be praying more. I want to be talking to God more. And so that is a healthy goal. And that goal then helps me show up and have a more intimate relationship with Jesus. It helps me get to know him more. It helps me talk to him more. And so having goals is not necessarily a bad thing. We just have to make sure that those goals are healthy. And so I actually was telling Courtney when we started getting into all of this goal, this this conversation around goals and kind of planning for this podcast, one of my favorite devotionals is um, Godly Goals by She Works His Way. It is a free devotional on the Bible app. So I wanted to let you guys know that that is an incredible resource if you want to dive into this topic a little bit deeper. Um, it's not necessarily fitness, you know, focused, but everything that they talk about in there can absolutely, you know, come back to your fitness journey. But one of the things that they talked about, and they actually were talking about finances with it. And so I reframed the question here and I just think it's so good, but this is really the question 
that we want you to ask yourself as you're thinking about goals and as you're setting goals. The question is, if you were to write down your fitness goals, do they lean more toward self and striving or serving and sanctification? I'm going to say that one more time because that's a re- this question is really important. If you were to write down your fitness goals, do they lean more toward self and striving or serving and sanctification? Guys, this question is so important because that change is what makes our goals godly or not. Not near, not merely just making sure God makes the list, right? But allowing God's truth to impact every single goal that we pursue. That is the question we need to be asking ourselves. Yeah. And so that's kind of what we're going to unpack a little bit. But as we talk about God becoming the center of every single goal, that we make. I want to go into scripture a little bit. So I have four verses here that are going to show us what I think is how to view goals properly. And there are so many more passages of scripture that I could pull, but these are just four that I felt were very helpful and they are shorter. So they're easier to take to memory if you want to. So the first one is Proverbs 16, nine, and it says in their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. And then Proverbs 19, 21 says, many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's plan that prevails. And so those first two verses in Proverbs, what that shows us is that we can make goals. We can set plans. We can do all of these things. We can do all of this work, but ultimately it's God's plan that prevails, right? So I can set all these fitness goals, but ultimately the Lord's plan for my life is the one that is going to prevail. And whatever he's called me to is so much more important than simply achieving a number on the scale or changing my body. That can be something that is a goal of mine. But if my ultimate goal is not to focus and fix my eyes on him, then it's going to lead me astray for the plan that he has for me. And so those first two verses can just root us in being reminded that God's plan for our lives and God's will for our life is the ultimate goal period. All of these smaller goals are just sub goals, if you will, that should lead us towards that. But the next two verses that I wanted to look at is Proverbs 21, five, which says the plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty. And then Isaiah 32, eight says, but the noble make noble plans and by noble deeds, they stand. So what we see there is that making plans and making goals is not a bad thing. God has given us minds. He has given us the ability to create these goals that help us grow in discipline. It's not a bad thing to say, okay, God, if you want me to steward my body well, and if you want me to grow in discipline, I'm going to use the brain that you gave me. And to the best of my ability, I'm going to flesh out what I think that looks like, but I'm going to hold those goals with open hands because I know ultimately your plan is going to prevail. I may think that growing in discipline for godliness looks like this, but as I pursue that goal and I chase that goal, I'm going to remember that ultimately my goal is to become more like you and to follow your plan for my life. So I don't hold too tightly to that goal. And like we talked about at the beginning, get burnt out, frustrated, et cetera, when I don't reach that goal, because ultimately my goal was to follow the Lord. I have this quote that I found from CJ Mahaney. He wrote this entire thing about productivity. It was a really great resource, but I just pulled this about goals and what he talks about. Um, this quote is, he just says, my appearance or my experience confirms that if I fail to attack my week 
with theologically informed planning, my week attacks me with an onslaught of the urgent, and I end up devoting more time to the urgent than the important. And what I love about this is that to me is what godly goal making looks like. When we know that stewarding our health is something that is important, it's not always going to be urgent, right? When that alarm clock goes off, it's not like a screaming child. It's not urgent. You don't have to attend to it. You can snooze it, but it is important. And so God calls us to steward our health as something that is important, but it's not urgent. And so if we don't make those goals, in my mind, a lot of times it falls by the wayside when we think about our fitness. So the next thing that we kind of want to dive into is goals and how they look different for everyone. Just sharing about one of my friends who I was just talking to the other day on a walk. We were chatting about goals and how it looks different for her than it does for me. But I do think it's really important that we remember that everyone is wired differently. And for some goals feel like a burden, but for some goals feel life-giving. And that's really important for us to remember um, as we start to kind of think about goals. And so that's also why I, I really believe when it comes to goal setting, like we can't compare ourselves. And so not comparing like my goals with her goals, it's not a competition, um, but for some, they may need to set those goals so that they can stretch themselves. And like we talked about in the beginning, really become disciplined in what God has called them to do. And I think about that for a lot of you listening, you may have heard of the term smart goals. It's something that a lot of people use when they're creating goals. But a lot of times when I think about a smart goal, I think about this like huge lofty goal that I have. I think about people like me and Caroline, we love business. We're always like, we always have these huge goals. We're usually prone to like overworking. That's just our personality, (laughs) but we need those people as well that aren't as prone to setting those big goals. But when you think about a SMART goal, right, you have this immediate thought that it should look a certain way. SMART goals, if you don't know, it means specific, measurable, attainable, reasonable, and time-bound. But I think about two different people, right? I think about even in different life stages, you know, right now the goals that you have for health and fitness look so different than mine because I'm really pregnant and (laughs) you're in a postpartum journey. So my SMART goal that's specific, measurable, time-bound, it might literally be, I want to walk around the neighborhood for 20 to 30 minutes a day, three times a week. Whereas your goals may look a lot different. It may mean more time spent in exercise, more rigorous nutrition, because our life stages are different. Both of those are good goals and both of us are pursuing health and we're growing in discipline for God's glory. But the actual goal looks a lot different. Whereas most of my life, I thought, well, the weight loss goal, is it like 10 pounds, 15 pounds, whatever. But when you surrender your goals to the Lord, you realize there are so many different ways that God can grow us in discipline. And so whether you're somebody that naturally leans into goals or not, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't set them. They're just going to look different than your friend that maybe needs that big goal to be pushed. They maybe need to set a goal of a half marathon or something like that. Whereas your goal might just be, I want to spend 15 minutes a day in intentional movement. Well, that's amazing. And that glorifies God just as much as them running eight miles. And I love that, Courtney. It actually makes me think about the current season that I'm in. I'm doing 75 hard right now. I'm like on day 50 or something crazy. I can't believe I've like made it this far, but at the same time I can, if that makes sense. But the number one thing that everyone has asked me is like, They're asking me about the details of it. And I'm like, here's the deal. Like 75 hard is not for everyone. And you should 
absolutely not do it if you don't absolutely want to and you haven't like chewed on it for at least like a couple of months before committing to it. Um, same thing goes with like signing up for a half marathon. Like it's it's a challenge, right? It's something that I am absolutely not doing this because I am trying to lose weight. I'm doing it because I just wanted to challenge myself. I wanted to like take on that mental challenge. I knew that I had more time in my day than I thought I had. I knew that, you know, I, I knew that there was more that I could give in this season. And I'm not kidding you. Like I thought about doing this for like two years. I've had different girls that I'm friends with who've done 75 hard. And I had been thinking about like, okay, I want to do that at some point. I want to do that at some point, but it wasn't the season. Like my season for the past two years has literally been like 20 minute workouts you know, sometimes a little bit longer, like you're saying, walks around the neighborhood. You know, this past year postpartum, I've been nursing the whole time. So like doing something like 75 hard would not have made sense for my season. And so when the end of the year came and I was done nursing and I just felt this calling, I really did feel like the Lord was telling me like, okay, Caroline, you can do it now if you want. Like, this is a good time. And I was just pressing into him and praying over it. And so I say all that to say, like for some people in that season, it's a good time for them to take on something like that bigger goal. But in another season of life, it might not be. And um, it makes me think about, you know, even I, I joke with my friends because you and I, Courtney, we're both big dreamers too. But, you know, I have a notebook full of ideas of things I would love to do. But I also just know that in this season, most of those things are probably never going to happen. And that's okay. And that's beautiful. And like the Lord's given me lots of dreams and lots of ideas. And I just don't have the bandwidth to, to see those three right now. And so I just kind of wanted to mention that because, um, you know, if you follow me on social media, you've probably been seeing me post about 75 hard. And so I just think that's so important to mention is like how each of our goals can look different. So one of the things that I was talking to Courtney about before this, as we were putting this together, and this is something I mean, I'll just be transparent with you guys. Like I have wrestled with this question. I asked Courtney, I was like, do you think it's wrong to feel proud or accomplished when you have an aesthetic goal or your discipline leads to a goal? Quick like backstory on that. Um, you know, obviously I told you guys I am in a postpartum journey, my third postpartum journey. And I do want to lose weight and I do have aesthetic goals but they're not like unrealistic does that make sense like it's not like hey i want to get back to where i was before i had three kids or what i don't want to get it's not like a goal of like getting back to where i was on my wedding day 10 years ago right like it's just like oh i want to be able to fit in my clothes i want to be able to feel good and have energy and be able to chase after my kids in the backyard and just like feel good but there are aesthetic goals that kind of attach to that, right? And so I asked Courtney her thoughts on it. Um, and Courtney, I'd love for you just to dive into it because I just thought your answer was so good. <laughs> I was like, man, that's so good. Well, thanks. But I think it's a good question to ask because what it shows is that you have that discernment of, okay, I have accomplished this weight loss goal, right? Or this aesthetic goal, which just means your body looks different and you're happy about it. <laughs> and so I think as a believer, sometimes we get like this weirdness about it because we don't want to shift into pride. But I think that that shows maturity 
of your spirit of, okay, Lord, I'm wrestling with this. I'm feeling proud and what I've accomplished, but what's the difference in feeling that sense of accomplishment and actually falling into the sin of pride. And so this is just my thoughts. This is by no means perfect or anything like that. But when I think about that, ultimately I think, well, who are we praising ultimately? Because I think about it. Okay. Let's say like you're doing 75 hard and 75 hard or these huge goals. That's not the end all be all. I think about the person that just started working out or just started eating healthy. No goal is better. What makes it good is who the goal is about. And if the goal is about (laughs) pursuing Jesus more, that's what makes it a good goal. Anyways, that's just free. But (laughs) I think whenever you accomplish that goal, it's about who we are ultimately giving the glory to, right? So the example that I thought of is we know that lifting weights is one form of movement that is good for our bodies, right? So if you start lifting weights consistently, you're going to see your body change. You're going to see muscles develop. Like for me, I really love to lift arms. I don't know. I'm a weird girl. Most girls don't like to lift arms, but I do. And when you do, you see shoulder muscles develop, right? And I like the way my arms look when my shoulder muscles are developed. Well, who do I think created my body to look that way when I lift weights, which science proves is good for me? The Lord, God created our bodies to do certain things when we perform certain activities. And so if I'm rejoicing in that and saying, God, thank you so much that you gave me movement. And when I'm doing this movement, it changes my body in a way that I can get excited about, but I'm praising him for how he created my body and how he created movement to be this gift that leads me to rejoicing in him as the creator of my body. Instead of me saying like, dang, I look good. I did all this for me about me and dressing in a way that isn't appropriate, you know, or whatever. I think it's about what does reaching that aesthetic goal lead you to praising yourself and falling more in love with yourself or falling more in love with God, if that makes sense. So that's how I think it can be a good thing and it can lead us to rejoicing. So that is my thought on aesthetic goals or weight loss goals. I love that. You know, I think at the end of the day, like our goal ultimately is godliness. And that's really what we want you guys to walk away with. You know, the ultimate goal, the one that is all throughout scripture is godliness. And, you know, if tangible, measurable goals help you and push you towards godliness, then that's an amazing tool that he's using. But for some people, you know, they can pursue godliness in their health without having strict tangible goals and that's all right too you know there could be a girl who she meal preps her food she brings it in the container she's following a strict system and maybe that goal is pushing her towards godliness but there could also be someone over here who just you know they are more of an intuitive eater and that's kind of how they approach food and that's how they approach eating and that could be pushing them towards godliness or there might be someone who just says hey i try to eat healthy most of the time 80 percent of the time whatever 70 percent, and that could be pushing them towards godliness so our point here is that for everyone this is gonna look different but the goal is godliness and so going back to that quote that we talked about right off the top if you were to write down your fitness goal or your nutrition goal do they lean more toward yourself and striving or are they focused on serving and sanctification 
And so even as we, as we set those goals, asking the Lord, like, Lord, would you just help me to see how you are working through this? Like, give me the eyes to see, um, help me to be able to step back and just see how you're working through this. And I think it'll be really cool to, to kind of see how God's using those goals to make you more like him. Just to summarize, goals are simply a metric or something tangible and measurable that we can use to track outer workings of an inner work that the Lord is doing in our lives. Because at the end of the day, we can say that we want to be more disciplined, but when we set goals and we pursue those goals and we look back at those goals and things that we've accomplished or things that we've given ourselves grace in, that allows us to be held accountable to the things that we say God's calling us to do, but also to see all of the ways that God has worked in our lives by giving it a definition, by saying, Hey, I don't just want to be more disciplined. This is what I feel like God is showing me that discipline actually looks like in my life. We're setting ourselves up to succeed, right? And we're inviting others in on this journey with us to give us that accountability, to spur us on or to push us towards grace when we have to adapt and change that goal. But ultimately these goals just bring more definition to that concept of, okay, God, I know you're calling me to discipline, but what does that actually look like? And so Caroline's going to wrap up with just what are some questions that we can think through and ask ourselves as we are wanting to set these goals, wanting to grow in discipline. Because like we said at this podcast, we want to dive into the spiritual insight, but we also want you guys to leave with practical tools of what do I do from here? How do I take this information, this knowledge and actually apply it day to day? So Caroline, do you want to go through those questions? Yeah, absolutely. And um, I just want to say this really quick, just to kind of throw this out there as well. But I I love like, I think, I think a quote that always just sticks with me is God's job is the results and our job is obedience. And so just showing up and doing the simple daily things and trusting that God's going to take care of the results. And so that kind of leads us into these questions. Is this goal increasing my discipline in a way that glorifies God? Does working towards this goal make me glorify God more or myself more? Am I actively rejoicing and praising God for his good design as I accomplish this goal or at least part of it? Does this goal grow my faith more than it grows any change in appearance or metric? And then this is a really good question. If goal setting doesn't come naturally to you, is there any area of my life that goal setting and requesting accountability might grow me in discipline for the sake of godliness? These are some really good questions, guys, and we're going to drop them in the show notes as well. That way you can, you know, copy and paste them and use them for as you kind of sit down and look over your goals. But ultimately, like we've been saying from the very beginning, goals are not bad. Like goals can be used for the glory of God. Goals can be used to push us towards godliness if they're done in a right way. And so sit down as you set your goals in your health and your fitness. And honestly, in every area of your life, ask yourself, is this goal making me more like Jesus? And do I trust God with the outcome? Your job is obedience. God's job is the results. Thanks again for tuning into this episode of the Fit for His Glory podcast. We'd love to hear your feedback and a review. And again, if this encouraged or challenged you today, we hope you'll share with a friend who might feel the same and subscribe for future episodes. We love you, friends, and we'll see you next time.